Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to Facebook Live. And it's great to be here tonight. I've been off for a few weeks traveling. I was up in Boulder, Colorado for the weekend, visiting some friends and family. It's good to be back. And it's great to have you in tonight. So I look forward to getting your questions. If you do, you can type them in. And in the meantime, I received a question from a listener on TikTok, and he was asking me about the different venues and workshops and what I offer and what's my favorite venue. I think that's a great place to start. Well, I've been teaching workshops and classes and seminars and retreats for over 25 years. And when I first started out, I would teach a class and it would last about 45 minutes. I remember when I started to teach those, they were basically about natural vision improvement. And I would do a series of them so that people could come once a week and they could learn different physical therapy exercises based on their condition. And then people started to ask questions. So I turned the the 45 minute class into two hours and I began teaching a two hour class. And people had more more questions. So then I began doing a day long, which I would call a workshop. Then I would do a weekend workshop. And then after a while, I realized that for people to make deep level changes, they needed to leave their environment, go to a a place that was unfamiliar to them, and spend several days immersed in processes that I developed that included movement, working on your vision, learning about aromatherapy, doing color therapy, somatic therapy, and that led to the month-long programs that I used to teach at the Esalen Institute in California. And those were amazing to actually be working on your vision and your health for a whole month. And we would meet every evening for two hours for 30 days. And we actually had one day that was an intensive that we met all day. And that was incredible. 
And then I began doing week-long retreats. This was uh, more associated with um, working and swimming with the wild dolphins in Hawaii and also in Bimini because there was a certain energetic that we got by swimming in the ocean with them and then doing things like meditation and energy medicine things and sound healing and so on. It did that for almost 15 years in between Bimini and Hawaii. And since, since COVID, I've kind of re returned to the more basic retreats and workshops online, and those have gone very, very well. And we do everything from a class, which is an hour to two hours, to online retreats that are over several days. And I think the principle that I would leave you with is as follows, that if you have a significant health issue, vision issue, and you're wanting to go more into my perspective and my philosophy, you have to create enough momentum and get enough speed so that you can break through the patterns that have created the situation to begin with. Because patterns that we developed, our thinking, our belief systems, our prejudices, our preferences, how we eat, what our communication is like, all of these things shape our world and create a world that keeps us in certain patterns. And so the more awareness we're able to gain around what our preferences are and what we're choosing, we then can begin to let go and dissolve those patterns and allow new ones to emerge. And you know, there's the school where you do exercises and not much changes once you stop the exercises. Or you can heal from the inside out. And this reflects a deeper self-responsibility, self-awareness, self-discipline, self-honesty in being able to understand why and how you got to where you got to. And it's complicated because there's genetics, there's ancestral influences, and that goes back many generations. Obviously, there are emotional patterns. There's, there's um, you know, lifestyle habits and emotional responses, psychological responses, and all of those things play into our sensory perceptions, and it affects our movement and how we hold our body. And for many people, part of the work is reclaiming your eyes, reclaiming your body, and understanding that you have the power to make the changes. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I appreciate the question.
All right, I'm going to take a question here on Instagram. This is um, a guy who's, I know him, he's 47 years old, and he was wearing a very small magnification lens at plus 1.00 for all his reading and computer. And he had been wearing that for a few years, and then he went back to his eye doctor, and the doctor prescribed a plus one for distance and a plus 1.75 for near in a progressive lens and he told the guy he needs to wear them full time. So he started to wear them and he every time he took those glasses off his eyes would be blurrier. He could not get the clarity back. And before he got these glasses he never had a problem in the distance. So when he called me he was very disturbed because he felt that perhaps the advice he was given was not the best for his optimization in his vision. And he was right. So what I would suggest here is that to go back to your old prescription, and maybe that would be the prescription you could use for your screen time, your computer. You know, one of the tricks of the trade is that if you increase the magnification at the computer, meaning you make the font size bigger, then you can look through less magnification in, in glasses or lenses and that's going to be healthier for you. The second thing is, is that whatever you're wearing at screen, laptop or desktop, that particular power is going to be too strong for you when you're reading. So if, you, if you're wearing, say for example, a reading prescription at plus two, you wouldn't want to use the plus two for the computer because the distance is farther away. So there you would use like a 150 maybe. So in this case, you wear the 1.00 for a computer and maybe get a 1.5 for reading. Get rid of those progressive lenses because they narrow and tunnel your vision. They make your eyes more stressed. And it's the worst setup for you in keeping your eyes flexible and healthy. Now another thing that you can do is get a pair of pinhole glasses. And these work really, really great. You use them for your reading and you will be astounded how clearly your print is by just using the pinholes. There's no magnification in the pinhole glasses, but they're making you focus through the holes, which starts to improve your focusing flexibility. So that would be another technique. And then finally, if you're up to it, I would get a pair of nearsighted glasses. They're called minus lenses. And you can get minus lens to blur. That's on my web store. And you get those and you wear them, you know, in a therapeutic setting, you know, maybe in your bedroom. You get a baseline on your eyesight without anything on. You put on the minus lens and it's going to be significantly blurrier. 
and then you keep them on for about a minute, maybe two minutes, and you mentally relax into the blur. Now what's going to happen is that when you mentally learn to relax and emotionally relax, then <laughs> when you take them off, your eyesight is going to be very, very clear. And this is a way to step down the magnification lenses. So I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for contacting me. All right, I'm going to take a question on LinkedIn. This is a gal who's been following me for a while. And she has a mom who's been diagnosed with macular degeneration. And it's the dry kind, so she wants to know what she should tell her mom, what she should do. Well, the big three, lutein, zeaxanthin, those are the plant-based carotenoids, and astaxanthin are really important for macular health. Now, you can get those from your red, orange, yellow, green veggies. But if you're going to do a supplement, I'd recommend about 16 milligrams a day of lutein, 6 milligrams a day of zeaxanthin, and about 6 to 12 milligrams a day of astaxanthin. I would make sure you're wearing blue blocking glasses for all of your digital device. And by the way, little commercial here, we're running a 25% sale on all blue blockers this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you get 25% off. Use the code BLUE25. So it's a good deal for you to get your blue blocking glasses. I highly recommend it. So anyway, you would want to do the blue blockers. Make sure you're getting enough vitamin A into your body. Zinc helps in the absorption of vitamin A. Remember, vitamin A, lutein, and zeaxanthin are fat-soluble vitamins. And sometimes if your liver and or your gallbladder are not working optimally, you may need to take a supplement called bile salts. You can do that after a meal. You can also eat um, more fat during the, during the meal. And of course, we're going for the healthy fats. So we want to stay away from trans fats and um, you know the unhealthy processed fats. I would recommend more omega-3. You can have a little omega-6, of course. But in any event, uh, you want to make sure you're getting that vitamin A and that you're absorbing it. I also would use my MSM eye drops. They rock. And I think that MSM is the sulfur molecule that transforms your eyes to be more lubricated, to be moist, and to be happy. So you can use one drop in each eye four times a day. And then finally, if you go to my website and you click, click on Learn, it's going to take you to the eye protocols. You're going to look for macular degeneration. You click on that. And you're going to scroll down. There's a lot of video blogs there, a lot of good advice. But there's a 90-day eye exercise program that you, can, that you can do. It's about three exercises a day, and it is phenomenal. I mean, it works so well, and I highly recommend it. So that's the deal for macular degeneration. I wish you the best. Let's go to Chris on, on Facebook. 
And, and Chris is asking, what is good to improve nearsighted vision? Well, if you want to really blow it up, my suggestion would be to go out and get a pair of farsighted glasses at the drugstore, and they're going to be your new exercise lens. You bring it home, you get like a plus three, plus 350. While you're at the pharmacy, get yourself an eye patch. Sit in a chair, patch your left eye, get a naked reading of your, your eyesight, put on the blurry glasses and look in the distance and watch your mental reaction. I don't like it, I'm out of control, I could get hurt, this is terrible, I'm not seeing anything. You're gonna run a gamut mentally. And that's what your mind is telling your eyes all day, which is why you're in a hypervigilant state and you can't relax because it's blurry. So this is going to help your mind accept and embrace the blur and you realize you're not going to get hurt, you're not going to be confused. It's a total relaxation and letting go. Now remember, you're doing this exercise locked in your bedroom where there's no demand on you. So you can let these fears come up. You know, myopia, the main emotion is fear. I don't trust what I see. I pull my world in to tighten up. And when I do that, what happens is I tense my eyes and the eye doctor is validating my tension. So when you start using those farsighted glasses on the right eye, you do it three times on and off. Take the patch off the left eye the third time and you're going to notice brightness and clarity. It's going to surprise you. Then you're going to do the same on the left eye. You're going to patch the right eye, get a baseline, then put the blurry glasses on and boom. You're going to see the mental programming that you're doing to your left eye. You do that three times. Take the patch off, take the glasses off, take the patch off. Do that for 30 days. And I'm telling you, your nearsightedness will reduce by 30%. Now, you can also go to your eye doctor and ask him or her for a second prescription for your computer. So for nearsighted people, that's going to be less prescription than your distance. Start wearing them. Start wearing them indoors. Start relaxing your eyes in them. And over time, the more you wear those, they're eventually going to become your distance prescription. And then you can go back to your doctor and now those computer glasses are your distance and now you can ask him for more of a reduction. So there's a lot you can do here to improve your nearsightedness. I did it. I was about minus three diopters. I developed it as a child and it blew me away when I began to um, improve my nearsightedness because I was taught in school you couldn't do it. Now, when you say you wear contact lenses, another option would be to go to the drugstore and get a pair of plus 1.25 that you wear over the contacts, and that would be like your computer prescription. So that's a way you could get a reduced prescription by combining the distance contacts with the, um, the 1.25. And that way you're not investing a lot of money into new contacts and things like that. But remember this, and this goes for everybody. When you go to a doctor and he's prescribing glasses or contacts for distance and correcting you for 2020, you are destined 
to make your eyes worse by wearing that 2020 prescription. I know it sounds crazy, but they're overcorrecting you and it's going to accelerate the deterioration, which is why in six months or a year you go back and what happens? The doctor says your eyes have gotten worse and you need a stronger prescription. That's the perfect you know, business model where you keep getting stronger and stronger lenses and the level of frustration is off the, off the charts. So I think you need to be very careful about what lens you wear. Remember, a lens is a prescription. It's been approved by the FDA. Every eyeglass and contact lens prescription, that's FDA approved. It's a drug, just like pharmaceuticals. There are side effects. For nearsightedness, it tightens your eyes, locks them down even more. For farsightedness, it makes the muscles less responsive. That's why you keep needing more magnification. And with astigmatism, it twists your eyes. So you have a warping in the eye from the astigmatism, which is why my astigmatism video blogs are probably the most popular because I say if you stop wearing an astigmatism correction, it will start to unwind and go away. Now, that's very counter to what I learned in school and what traditional eye care is doing. They would say, my goodness, you never want to go uncorrected with astigmatism. Now, it depends on how much you have, what your visual demand, things like that. But astigmatism locks you down in a warp. And so there's a distorted vision that you get used to and it also shows up as a twist in your body. I know this because after many years of being a craniosacral therapist, what I used to do is people would come in for an exam, I'd measure their eyes, I would do an hour of craniosacral, and then I would find I would measure 30 to 50% less prescription. Many times the astigmatism was completely gone. That's what I would prescribe them. Do you know how happy they were and are. Just yesterday I had a lady that came to see me. She was diagnosed with optic neuritis. It's an inflammation in the nerve. And she was wearing such a strong prescription that when she came in, I gave her about 50% less. I lent it to her. And I made up a prescription for her. She wore these. And she came back yesterday. She had a smile on her face. She said, the optic neuritis is gone, the swelling is gone, the field loss is gone, I'm happier, I'm, my eyes are relaxed. I tried to put on that other prescription and it made me crazy. So from an optic standpoint, the eye exam measures optics, but it doesn't measure the person behind the prescription, right? So what we have to do is we have to look at the person behind the eyes, behind the machine, and that's what we prescribe. And in doing that, it's an art. And I learned it from about six holistic eye doctors who were in their 70s when I was in my late 20s. And I was like a sponge in going to all their workshops and seminars. 
and it was powerful for me in terms of learning the art of prescribing. It's lost today because everything is so mechanized and roboticized. All right, I'm going to take one more question. This is from Cass Casey. Thanks for joining me tonight. You have a small cataract. You're 52. What you can do? Yes. So glutathione, vitamin C. I would get on a liposomal glutathione supplement. It's sublingual. Designs for health sound, uh, cells, a very excellent one. You do two sprays under the tongue once a day. 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Studies have shown that, uh, that vitamin C and glutathione are deficient when you develop cataracts. Next, I would eliminate sugar from your diet. The more sugar you eat, the higher risk you have of developing cataracts. Eliminate sugar, eliminate dairy, eliminate gluten, increase your antioxidants, reduce inflammation in the gut, maybe with probiotics and enzymes, maybe go to a functional medicine doctor, get some acupuncture, also maybe some craniosacral therapy, improve your lymphatic health. And then there are two eye drops you can use. One is called the 5% MSM, one drop of that, wait about 15 seconds, and then do one drop of Oculumed, O-C-L-U-M-E-D. You can get that from College Pharmacy. That's a glutathione vitamin C eye drop. Do that three times a day for a month, and that should improve your lens health. Now, in terms of the liposomal glutathione, it varies based on the liposomal supplement but you're going to be getting somewhere between 250 and 500 milligrams a day of glutathione. You can also get glutathione from your foods. So you can look at cruciferous vegetables. You can look at things like garlic, onion, leeks. Make sure to get some selenium because that helps support glutathione. And sulfur-based foods help glutathione. So that's it right there. If you do those things, you can say goodbye to your cataract and it won't return. So you can email me, anybody, you all can email me at hello at drsamburn.com. I'm happy to answer your questions anytime. And um, I think I'm going to call it a night. I want to thank you very much for, okay, somebody's asking about NAC. Certainly, you can use NAC instead of glutathione, or, or you can use them both. NAC is so powerful. NAC is in my eye vitamin, and it's really fabulous, so I love it. Uh, and it's great for a lot of things. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the Eye Clarity Podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.